Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flyered Up Podcast. I am your host, Amadeo Gracia, along with my partner, Chris Mayer. And the Flyers are currently now on a three-game winning streak after their victory this afternoon against the Winnipeg Jets. They defeat them by a score of 4-2. to Scott Lawton was one goal shy of the hat trick. He scores two goals in this game. Sean Couturier gets a goal, and Tyler Pitlick also gets on the score sheet as well. Carter Hart played fantastic in this game, and like I said, the Flyers are now on a three-game win streak. And if I say so myself, the Flyers are three points out of first place, three points behind the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins, who both lost their games today. So the Flyers right now are flying high on this win streak while Washington is on a little bit of a skid right now and Pittsburgh has currently lost two straight games. So first place, second place is a not, not totally impossible right now with the way the division is going at the moment. If the Flyers are streaking Pittsburgh, Washington, they're doing their thing. And then the other teams in the wild card, Carolina, they just had an emergency backup goaltender beat the Toronto Maple Leafs after Reimer and Morazic get hurt. We'll talk about that later. Columbus, they're in a bit of a funk. They lost in a shootout today. New York Islanders, they're in their little funk. They're, I think they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. So the Flyers are playing pretty decent hockey while other teams are starting to get into a little bit of a slump here, which is a good sign going down the stretch right now. So, Chris, what are your thoughts on today's win against the Winnipeg Jets? Today's game was good. Uh, I didn't think it was uh, a game that the Flyers played Insanely great in defensively. The first two periods were kind of scary. Um, they kind of got outchanced. But after, uh, you know, a little bit into that third period, the Flyers settled down uh, and the Jets couldn't really do anything. Uh, as I said, like the first two, really after the goal that made it 2 nothing Flyers, it was just all Winnipeg after that. And a lot of, like, I think the biggest thing, what was it too, was that Winnipeg had a lot of puck possession. They did. But but nothing was really in the middle of the ice. Everything was from the perimeter. So that helped the Flyers as well. Now, if the middle of the ice was open, I, I, I didn't think the Flyers would win this game. But thankfully, they were able to uh, settle down the middle of the ice. They got, as you said, two goals from Scott Lawton. Uh, Tyler Pitlick got the fourth goal. Uh, and and that that bottom line, really those two bottom lines, since the lines got switched up throughout the game, uh, and then you had the first line who had a goal too. Couturier got that one, and that was I thought that I thought that line was really good today as well. It's been pretty effective over these last couple of games, so it was a good win. Uh, I thought Carter Hart was solid. Carter Hart, yeah, Carter Hart was solid. Um, the defense was good. I didn't really think anything was that bad. Uh, Ivan Provorov made a great play on the first Lawton goal, um, and. Uh, again, I didn't. I didn't really think the power play was bad either. They went zero for three, but they still had their looks. Uh, and I know two of the, yeah, two of those power plays were in the third period. Uh, the one was kind of useless. They were already up four two with like four minutes left. Um, but besides that, it was a good game. Uh, it was enjoyable, and I was happy that they were able to win and uh, obviously pick up the all important two points, especially how tight it is right now. Oh, definitely, 100%. And honestly, going over three on the power, I don't even count the first power play because it was so shortened because of the other penalty the Flyers took. Yeah, it's right. Like, I forgot like, about that. It's like I hate when, like, I know it's a power play technically, but when it lasts like 30 seconds, is it even a power play at that point? No, it's it, not. It, it's like, like, come on. And, and that was such a weak call, man. It, it was. And it, same with same with that hag call. The uh, it, it, it was It was like, it was a useless penalty, but it was a bad call too. Like, there was yeah. no reason for hag to do that. 
it's like with the Couturier thing, like like once you saw the tug in the jersey, like you know that was gonna get called. Hey, you can make the argument that he was preventing the guy from getting to the other zone, but yeah. it's just like, eh, it is what it is. The Flyers still managed to get out with the victory. So let's go over and dive into the stats of this game. Let's so first period, like Chris was talking about, Flyers got off to a very hot start. A very nice play from Ivan Provorov, skating the puck down from his own zone into the Winnipeg zone and finds a rushing Scott Lawton in who puts it past Connor Hellebuck for a one nothing Flyers lead. Scott Lawton's 11th on the season, assisted from Provorov and Justin Braun. Justin Braun returning into this game after missing the game against Columbus with the flu, so that's nice to see him Braun back into the lineup. He gets a couple points on the night. And then halfway through this period, after the Flyers kill off a penalty, it's Sean Couturier coming out of the penalty box, and he gets a rush with Tyler Pitlick and Scott Lawn. And Scott Lawn kind of skates into the slot a little bit. Tyler Pitlick and Couturier are both crashing the net. He puts the shot on the net, and it trickles by Hellebuck and barely into the net. And it's 2 nothing Flyers at Lawton's 12th on the season, assisted from Justin Braun. And then, like Chris said, Winnipeg started to wake up a little bit from there going into the intermission. And then second period, it was mainly all Winnipeg. Winnipeg, I think, got 10 shots almost halfway through this first, the second period. Yeah. It was all Winnipeg at this point. The Flyers were basically just staying on the heels, and Carter Hart basically just had to keep, keep, the, uh, keep the situation from getting worse than it already was. But the Flyers, from how poorly they were playing in the second period, they still managed to find a way to score a goal in this second period. It's from the first line. You get Matt Niskanen putting a puck on net. It kind of bounces a little bit. Sean Couturier manages to get the puck out of the scramble and put a puck past Connor Hellebuck to make it 3-0 Flyers. Couturier is 19th on the season, assisted from Jake Voracek and Matt Niskanen. But then not that long after, going towards the end of the period, it's a nice play from the first line. Mark Shifley behind the net gets a nice feed off to Josh Morrissey, who claps it by Carter Hart. It's 3-1 Flyers going into the intermission. So it's the Flyers, even though they got that third goal, they're still letting Winnipeg creep up back into this game. And that ties into the third period as well. Early on, like Chris said, Robert Haig takes an interference penalty. And Winnipeg doesn't take that long to cash in. It's a one-timer from Patrick Line, right past Carter Hart. He had no chance. It goes bar down. And it's a 3-2 Flyers lead. Patrick Line is 26th on the season. Patrick Line getting a little... Little uh from the spot of Ovi's office, if I do say so. It's a little. It was a nice shot from Patrick Line. Carter Hart really just had no chance on that. But the Flyers did settle down from there. They do get a couple power plays in this period. The first power play they don't score on, but right at, directly after, Flyers get a faceoff, wins it over the Robert Haig. He claps it from the point, and it goes off of Tyler Pitlick's leg and then off of the defenseman of Winnipeg and past Connor Hellebuck, like barely past him. And the Flyers take a 4-2 lead. And that's where your game will end. But Scott Lawton almost gets the hat trick. He <laughs> almost does. When Winnipeg pulls their goaltender, Connor Hellebuck, Lawton just has the chance. All he has to do is put it in the net from the blue line. And he just barely misses it. It glances like right by the post. And Scott Lawton had himself a pretty nice game. And also a pretty scary situation for Scott Lawton in the second period. Uh, he's, he blocks a shot and it kind of goes... Uh, off of his crotch so he's kind of hurled over going to the bench he kind of takes some time getting to the bench and he's kind of there for a little bit it's like uh it's just like that, that just made me queeze a little bit like clench it was, yeah. it, that looked painful for scotland it's just like he goes he goes into the locker room for the rest of the period then he co- 
and Indy comes back out for the third period, just like nothing ever happened. I like like how do you do that? That must have been yeah. painful. <laughs> it, it's funny how we talk about Lawton too, because like I think about it now, like with him missing the empty net. Like, have we had a hat trick this year? No, we haven't. We have not had a hat trick this season yet. There's been many with two goals. I know yes, that we Lawton had... today. Connecty's had a few. Couturier. Farabee's had a few. Farab, yeah, Hayes. Yeah, there hasn't been a hat trick this season yet for the Flyers. I know last season we had like two or three hat tricks from Couturier and James Van Reems like a couple times. Patrick I know had that, one, I think. I think I think Patrick was close to one. I don't think he ever got the hat trick. Not sure though, but the I don't Flyers. Remember if, I trying to think if he had, if he that one versus Minnesota. I don't know if that was him. No, no, he didn't have the hat trick that game. I think that was James Van Reems. Like, that uh, okay. So okay. I know I know there was like games back to back last season where the Flyers got hat tricks. It was like one JVR and one Couturier. I think yeah. it was like against Minnesota and Boston or something right. like that. But eh, who knows when the, who's going to get the first hat trick this year? I thought it looked like it was going to be Scott Lawton, but apparently it wasn't this time. Sadly, yeah. that would have been funny though because when I was at the game, it's like. Scott Lawton gets two goals early in this game. It, like everyone's hoping that he gets a hat trick, and my dad's is like right next to me saying he's not going to get the hat trick. It's Scott Lawton. He's just <laughs> not going to get it. <laughs> so sadly, he does not get this hat trick. But the Flyers do manage to hold off the Winnipeg Jets and beat them by a score of four to two. Your three stars of the game: Sean Couturier, the third star; Patrick Line at a second star; and Scott Lawton, the first star of the game. And then after the game, it was season to- season ticket holder appreciation night, and the Flyers gave the shirts off their backs to the season ticket holders that won the jersey off their backs, and I was pissed because I did not win anything. Did, did you not win? No, <laughs> we didn't win anything, and I that sucks. I am pissed. <laughs> it's just oh. for as long as me and my dad have been season ticket holders, we've been since the twenty nine ten season. So we've been this is our tenth season, I think eleventh season around that point. Right. And we have won one thing, a long sleeve T-shirt. That's the only thing we have won. Are you serious? Yes. Dude, I wouldn't even go anymore if I were you. <laughs> I'm just like. Jesus Christ. It's like I, I know he, my dad's been a season tickler way back into the days of the of the Philadelphia Phantoms, like when they first started, and he won a bunch of stuff with it. It's like, oh, this is probably my karma for winning all this stuff with the Phantom, so I guess I'm just not going to win anything. It's a flyer season ticket order. I'm like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> thanks. That I don't sucks, get, I don't experience anything with the Phantoms winning anything because I was a kid and I don't remember any of that stuff. Yeah. So... And then I become a flyer season ticket holder, and I win a long sleeve T-shirt. Whoop de do! <laughs> a long sleeve T-shirt. It's probably one of the ones that's like. <laughs> Wait, don't tell me it's one of the ones that like they're uh, the. It's like one of the old ones that like whenever the like the season ends and they gotta like throw like stuff away. No the it's, store. It's, no, I think it was a T-shirt like specifically made for like those nights that like had the Flyers logo on the front and like whoever sponsored the shirt was on the back of it. I forgot. Uh, of course, but, there was a sponsor on the back. Yeah, of course, and it's it, like it, it's an extra large and it barely fits me now because it's just like <sighs> it's like that I, sucks. I, I like I would even take one of the weird prizes that they give out. I would take a freaking waffle iron. I'm just just to win something. Uh, that would be cool. Yeah, I would want. I would want a friggin' Flyers logo on my waffle. <laughs> it's, it wasn't. You even know a how Flyers many Belgian wa- waffles I'd be making? It wasn't even a Flyers waffle iron. It was just a regular old waffle iron. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, even I would better. Take that. I would take that. <laughs> like I, just I would take it too. Something. 
I just want to win something. It's just like, and that like I know like some of these people are season ticket holders, but like when you see companies on there that win prizes, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Like, like I know these people are season ticket holders, but a company, come on. Yeah, that's unreal. It's just like, uh, and 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 that's my daily rant, daily episode rant right there. I'm just mad that I didn't win anything. I'm just a pissed off season ticket holder right there. Uh, all right, Amadeo, there's always next time, my friend. There, there is always next time. Fan Appreciation Day is right around the corner, honestly. So, on brighter side of news, when the Flyers are all, now on the three-game winning streak, they are still comfortable in third place in the NHL standing, well, in the Metropolitan standings, with 77 points. They are 35, 20, and 7 on the season. And like I said before, Pittsburgh and Washington are still tied with 80 points in first and second place. Pittsburgh recently losing to Buffalo today and Washington losing to New Jersey as well. And also, Alex Ovechkin finally got his 700th goal in the National Hockey League against the New Jersey Devils, but it was spoiled because the Devils scored late to win the game. So, congratulations to Alex Ovechkin, but you still lost the game, sadly. <laughs> sadly, that does suck. And I, I want to say this now. I'm sure you knew this already, but listen, I officially suck at predictions. What so if you if you guys follow me on Instagram, I made a uh, a game day post today for the game versus the Jets, and I said that Jake Voracek would get two points. Right? He had one point <laughs> and an assist on you're the halfway there. goal. You're halfway there. The amount of times Voracek could have scored in that third period in the last couple minutes was unreal. It had to be three or four times. I'm like, you're just playing with my emotions, damn it. Just get one. <laughs> like, for once, I couldn't get a friggin' prediction one right. Like, one time. I was just like, what the hell? Like, hey, it's, it's, it's just it, unreal. Hey, at least you could say you got the prediction against the Capitals, right, where we destroyed them 7-2. So I did. At least, you, at least I did. you could say you got that right. I did so, correct, right. If we look at the rest of the standings in the Eastern Conference, we go to the Atlantic Division, Boston, Right now, with 90 points on the season, and we're still in the end of February, they are 39, 11, and 12. And right behind them, five points actually in second place are the Tampa Bay Lightning. They lost their 11 game winning streak, and now they're on a two game losing streak. Currently, they still have 85 points in second place. And then right behind them in third place, well, not right behind them, actually, 13 points behind them are the Toronto Maple Leafs, who we can make fun of later because, you know, that's a very, it's going to be very fun when we talk about them later. That so division go... is a joke, man. It, it is, honestly. It really is. Like, from, like, honestly, from three down, it just sucks. <laughs> like, the Leafs are good. All right. The Panthers are better. Okay. And then after that, it's just, it's horrible. Yeah. It... Oh, my God. <laughs> and if we look at the wild card standings now, we have a three-way tie for the wild card spots. But with the, with the games in hand and games played currently, the Islanders sit in the first wild card spot with 74 points, they've only played 60 games so far. And in the second wild card spot, who's only played 61 games, are the Carolina Hurricanes. They also have 74 points. And the team looking out of the wild card right now are the Columbus Blue Jackets. They have 74. But now you start to see teams like a, a team start to creep in now, like two teams specifically. Florida, that we already knew of, they still in this contention for the wild card slash third place spot in the Atlanta division. But the other team are the New York Rangers. They are 8-2-0 in their last 10 games. They are currently on a three-game win streak. They have 70 points. They have been playing a lot better 
as of late. And they're making their they're making a name for themselves in this playoff race right now. And if you're honestly, near, man, yeah, if you're the New York Rangers, do you do you try to get something at the deadline to maybe push for this, make the playoff push, or do you just keep the team the way it is, as it is right now? I'd say add something. Honestly, I mean, like, yeah, they're they are playing good. Don't get me wrong, but if you can make your team better with maybe not giving up as much because the mm-hmm. price for Kreider has been has been shown that it's high. Yeah. Then go ahead. I mean, I'm I'm sure they gotta have some cap space, right? I no, actually the Rangers are one of the teams tighter on the cap space right now. I know they're they've been having a situation with like guys like Tony D'Angelo saying like he might be like a trade bait because they just can't afford him in the offseason because I think after this season he, he becomes a, an RFA and he's gonna yeah. want money. Yeah, I they think, only have two point seven. Yeah, I think the, the Rangers is tight right now for cap. I know one oh, of my friends. No, 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 never mind. They have twelve point one. They have twelve point. They're twelve point one. Their projected cap space is two point seven three. Their current okay. cap space is twelve point one, and their uh, deadline cap space is twelve point seven. Mm. Yeah, because so they have a little bit of room there. Yeah, I know one one of my buddies is friends with D'Angelo, and he was been talking about like the Rangers just don't have the money to afford him right now. So they might he might be something they trade at the deadline. We don't know yet. Maybe, maybe Ryan Strom. Maybe. Uh, Trying to see who else could maybe get moved Lung, from them. Lundqvist probably. He has been. He's been scratched the past couple of games. Who knows if they? He got scratched for like the first time in his career or something like that, right? Yeah, I think so. He he might be on his way out of out of New York. I almost yeah. said Columbus first. And honestly, I, I wouldn't mind that. He, <laughs> like, can you, he's one of the best players without a cup, no doubt. Can you? I would think. Do you think the uh, Colorado Avalanche might try to trade for Lundqvist since Grubauer's hurt? That's an excellent point. Because honestly, maybe Carolina might now. Yeah, maybe Carolina because Morazic and Reimer just went down with injuries in this okay. game. And so, and the one where Morazic looked bad. Yeah. This, I don't know this, if you saw it, but that was Yeah, this this trade deadline is going to be very interesting now with some pl- key players for key for certain teams getting injured. So it's going to be a big trade deadline and maybe Hendrick Lundqvist can help one of those contending teams out right yeah, now. Definitely. Definitely. And if we look into the Western Conference now, the Central Division, St. Louis, they've been playing a lot better as of late. They're on a three-game win streak, and they have 80 points in first place. And then second place are the Colorado Avalanche. They have 77 points. And then third are the Dallas Stars. They have 76. We go to the Pacific Division. Vegas holds the first place spot in the Pacific. They have 72 points. Then in second place are the Edmonton Oilers. They have 71. And then in third are the Vancouver Canucks. They have 70 if we look at the wildcard standings, Arizona holds the first wildcard spot with 70. Then the Winnipeg Jets, they hold the second wildcard spot. They currently have 69. And then you get the teams looking out are the Nashville Predators and the Calgary Flames. They both have 68 points. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting, interesting next few days with the trade deadline. And if we look at scores around the NHL right now, games that have currently wrapped up and are currently underway. So we said the Columbus Blue Jackets, they lost in a shootout to the Nashville Predators by a score of 4-3. to three. The Arizona Coyotes taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Arizona beats the Lightning by a score of 7-3. to three. Very interesting right there. The New York Rangers, they took on the San Jose Sharks at home. They beat the Sharks by a score of 3-2. to two. The Montreal Canadiens, they went to Ottawa and shut them out by a score of 3 to nothing. The Carolina Hurricanes, and the, the many goaltending injuries that they have, they bring it... The, the Carolina Hurricanes brought in a, it's just, 
Uh, this is amazing. David Ayers, a 42-year-old Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies, comes in when Peter Morazic and James Reimer both go down with injuries in this game. James Reimer is the goaltender that starts for Carolina. He gets injured six minutes into this game. And then Peter Morazic comes in. He plays the next 25 minutes, and he gets a scary injury of his own. And then we have to bring in the ba- the emergency backup goaltender from for the Carolina Hurricanes in David and Dave Ayers. Like I said, he's a Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies, 42 years old. And Carolina wins this game against the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of six to three. How? It's just, like that's a great story right there for David Ayers. That's that's amazing. That's an that amazing is. what Carolina did, what he did to get that team that win. But if you're Toronto, that is embarrassing. That is. that is so embarrassing to lose to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver who has not played one game in the NHL in his career. Like, hasn't even touched professional hockey, probably. And you lose the to The best part about it is that he came out in Marley's pads and a helmet. Yes. Marley's pads and a helmet. Didn't jo- I think John Tavares scored on the first shot against him, too. Yeah, but, he ripped it five-hole. Yeah. But he does. David Ayer, Dave Ayers does manage to. He faces ten shots in total, and he allows two goals. He saves saves eight out of ten to give Carolina the six three victory. And it's just I Sheldon Keefe of Toronto saying like it's just another embarrassing game, like and filled with more embarrassment from the Toronto Maple Leafs. They just they are. I would say they have had a lot of expectations this season. And they're nowhere close to meeting their expectation. They were expected to be a really great team this season, and they're just not meeting them. Right. It's just losing to just a emergency backup goaltender. Which wow. It's just that's all I can say is wow. Congratulations to Dave Ayers, though. Congratulations. I I know people are going to start to say now, uh, we want we need a game now with Scott Foster, the uh, emergency backup for Chicago facing David Ayers right now. We, we would love to see a game against those two because <laughs> Scott Foster, he's the emergency backup that hasn't allowed a goal against the Winnipeg Jets for Chicago. So that'd be a nice matchup right there for yeah, emergency backup goaltenders. If we look at the rest of the scores around the league so far, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they took on the Buffalo Sabres, and they lost to Buffalo by a score of 5-2. to two. Washington, like I said, they lost to New Jersey by a score of 3-2. to two. And if we go to the games that are currently underway right now, in the third period, right now we have the Los Angeles Kings and the Colorado Avalanche. They are both tied at one goal apiece. Also in the third period in their game are the Carolina, well, the Florida Panthers, actually, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas is leading that game by a score of 4-3 to three in the third period. Then we get the Vancouver Canucks taking on the Boston Bruins. They are beating them 8-3 in the third period. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Van- that was a 3-1 game. I had that on on NHL Network, and it was 3-1. It's 8-3? Yes, 8-3 with six and a half minutes left in the third period. Wow, man. Vancouver is, like, lights out at home. Yeah, they are a really good team at home. They are. It's, it's funny, too, because Vancouver's record, like, home and road, it kind of, like, rep- it like kind of, kind of resembles the Flyers. Like, they're a really good home team, but not as good on the road. Yeah, it does. And I, I I think I said that a while back that they're kind of the same like record wise. Yeah. Um, but that's crazy, man. It is. And Boston isn't that great on the road. Yeah, Boston. 
I mean, they have a good, decent record on the road, but it's just yeah, like it's like not as good as you sometimes think. they just have those games where it's just like, what the hell happened? Yeah, especially the, those ones where like they have a lot of overtime. They have like twelve overtime losses. Mm-hmm. I think Columbus actually they were tied with them. Now they have more. Yeah. Well, the one with the Flyers thirteen and the one tonight, so that'll be fourteen. Because mm-hmm. uh, you said it earlier, Columbus lost to Nashville in a shootout. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, they have four. Like, imagine that Columbus is on an eight-game losing streak. Yes, with three of their top players out, and Atkinson, Bjorkstrand, and Seth Jones. And I say Bjorkstrand because they have really no one else. And he's also has like what, like twenty-two goals, twenty-three goals. I think so. He, he's had a pretty good season. Yeah, he's like, had a pretty good season for them offensively. Yeah. Oh wow, man, that's just and honestly, now that the Rangers are starting to make a push, push. I could definitely see Columbus dropping out and the Rangers taking their spot. Oh yeah, definitely. Seriously, I, I can and, definitely and if the see Rangers that. can add something, oh my god. Yeah, yeah that'll now, be. Now, now I don't see the Rangers competing for third or second with us because I think it's going to change where the Rangers move up, Columbus moves back, and the yeah. Flyers move up the top three. And it, that just the way the Rangers are playing right now, that makes that home and home next weekend even much more important for the Flyers, just because of how good New York's playing. That makes it that much more important. Well, I mean, it was already important to begin with, but it's like 10 times more important now, exactly. Yeah, 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 because the Rangers are now in contention to possibly making a playoff push. That's why it becomes so important. It's just like you didn't expect that from the beginning of the season, but ever since New York called up the guy, their goaltender from the minors, he's just putting lights out. Yeah, been, it's just lights out. He's been yeah, great. Yeah, it's just Sturkin. He's yeah, been he, great I watched, the, I watched that game. They were on national television the other night. They played uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was it Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night, um, and they won six three. And it was funny. Like it was a one one game going into the third, mm-hmm. and it was like five. Like it was like two one three one three two four two five two five three, and then it was six three. But like, oh my god, there was goals left and right in that period. There was like seven or eight goals just in the third period. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the Rangers are making a name for themselves right now. Who knows if they could be buyers at the deadline? And if we go to Sunday now for the games that are on tap for Sunday, while the Flyers will have their Flyers Flyers Wives Fight for Lives Carnival, the games that are on tap for Sunday, the NBC game at 12 o'clock are the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals. That's set up to be a very good game right there. Who can take full control of first place in the Metropolitan Division right there? Second game on tap at 3 p.m., are the Chicago Blackhawks and the Dallas Stars in Dallas. Also at 3 p.m. will be the Winnipeg Jets taking on the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo. Then we get the New York Islanders taking on the San Jose Sharks in Brooklyn at 5 p.m. Your 7 p.m. Your 7 p.m. game is the Calgary Flames in Detroit to take on the Red Wings at 7. 7.30 will be the St. Louis Blues taking on the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota at 7.30 on NBC Sports Network. And then also at 10, both 10 o'clock games, the Vegas Golden Knights take on the Anaheim Ducks on NBC Sports Network. And then the last 10 p.m. game is the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Los Angeles Kings at 10 p.m. And those are your games on tap for tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow evening. And now we look at some trades that have happened over the past few days. It haven't been that many trades, but these are some two of them are actually like pretty decent for contending teams right now. So we take the first trade that happened. On February 21st, this is the Boston Bruins. They acquired forward Andre Kasha from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for forwards David Backus and defenseman 
Axel Anderson in a 2020 first-round pick. So Boston, they finally managed to get rid of that terrible David Backus contract, and they get a nice forward in Andre Kasha from Anaheim. So let's see how good Kasha does for the Boston Bruins right there. Yeah, I think the Bruins uh, retain 25% of Backus' salary. Yeah, Anaheim, like I know Anaheim was like said to like they were they were willing to take on terrible contracts in exchange for like young players and picks. So like mm-hmm. yeah, they took on that bad contract right there and they gave, they gave Boston Kasha and a first round pick. So Yeah, that's a great trade for the Bruins. Yeah. Honestly, that's a steal. That's definitely. <laughs> it, it definitely it really can is. be. And then we go to our second trade on February 21st. The Winnipeg Jets, they acquired forward Cody Eakin from the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for a conditional fourth-round pick in 2021. I know some Vegas fans were pretty annoyed by Cody Eakin, so I guess they get their wish, and he he gets run out of town to Winnipeg for that fourth-round pick in 2021. Why were they annoyed by him? I have no idea. Vegas fans, they're experiencing some of their uh, frustration as they enter the NHL. As official fans, <laughs> I guess. I guess so. So we got the la- the la- most recent trade on February twenty second. The Nashville Predators they acquired defenseman Ben Harper from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for forward Mika Salamaki. So, I guess it's a pretty of a small trade. Not that I'd say big of names right there, yeah. but the exchange of forward for a defenseman. I can't say if it's good or bad. It's just a trade. You're going like, to get a lot of trades at the trade deadline in the NHL. Yeah, n- nothing at the trade deadline is really huge. Yeah. It's more things towards free agency and uh, in the middle of the summer you get your big trades. And usually at the draft as well. I yeah, think that is some, a good there's, point. There's a lot of tra- big trades at the NHL draft as well. Yeah. one of the I think really uh, from memory, one of the biggest ones was – uh, the Canucks getting JT Miller, the Devils getting PK Subban. Uh, trying to think, was there any others at the draft that were like pretty big? Uh, I guess you could say Colorado. They got Phil Grubauer from Washington. That is I forget, true. I forget for who. Who did they? Tra- and they also, I forget who else they traded for Grubauer. I can't. That wasn't last year. Like, that was the year before, right? I think. Yeah, it was the year before. It was yeah. the year before. But yeah, you are right. It wasn't the draft. I know that. Wasn't there like a third round pick in that or something? I'm not entirely sure, honestly. Hmm. I know there was that one big trade. Like I think it, when the draft was in Jersey was when Vancouver traded Corey Schneider to the Devils for the first round pick that they yeah. had, and that's yeah, what yeah, and yeah. that's how they got Bo Horvat. Mm-hmm. So that was a big trade right there in the in the draft, and also James Neal. I think in the draft that when it was in Philadelphia got traded to Nashville. So that was a big trade at that point right there too. Yeah, so, that is true. So, but this weekend, the next two days, the Flyers have off the next few days. So, who knows if we'll we'll see a different flight, like some added to the, if we see something added to the Flyers roster this upcoming Tuesday against the San Jose Sharks. It'll be an interesting, an interesting few days here to see if the Flyers make a move. And if we look at the game on Tuesday against the San Jose Sharks, the last time the Flyers faced the San Jose Sharks in San Jose, it wasn't the prettiest of nights. <laughs> and we, we we like to forget it here, but you know, we are we are a team that covers the Flyers and we have to relive some horrible moments from throughout the season. And that game just happened to be against San Jose. Yeah. So the Flyers are gonna take on a bad San Jose team at home. Let's hope the something fares well for us back at home. So your leading point getter for the San Jose Sharks is Brett Burns. He has 42 points on the season. 
And then the next guy below him is Timo Meyer. He has 40 points. And then Eric Carlson also has 40 points on the season. Then you get Evander Kane with 37, and then the list goes down from there. If we go to the goaltending, the goaltending hasn't been the bright spot for the San Jose Sharks. Aaron Dell and Martin Jones, it's kind of been a 1A, 1B situation because both goaltenders honestly haven't been playing the best for this team. Aaron Dell has played in 30 games. He is 12-13-2, and two, a 2.9 goals against average, and a 9.09 save percentage. If we look at Martin Jones' stats, he has 35 games played, 14 18 and 2, a 311 goals against, and an 894 save percentage with one shutout. So, honestly, are we going to see a different San Jose Sharks team? Are we going to see guys like Joe Fortin gone, Patrick Marlowe gone at the deadline? Who knows, honestly? That's honestly, uh, Thornton might not even play. Who knows? Because there's been guys sitting out for like trade uh, reasons. Trying to think. Oh, well, Coleman was one. Um, yeah, I feel like Joe Thornton won't be on San Jose by the time after the trade deadline. I feel like he's going to go to a contending team. The I, I, I want him lift, finally left the Stanley Cup. Hopefully, I want him. him either going to Boston, Washington, or Tampa Bay. Hmm, that's an interesting pick right there. I can I, I can honestly see him going to Boston. Honestly, returning to the team that originally drafted him for a chance to win a Stanley Cup, that'd be nice to see. Sadly, it's also that, a sadly it's relieves cap space too. But sadly, it's Boston. I wouldn't like to see that, but it'd be a nice story for Joe. It'd be a nice story for Joe Thorne, honestly. It would, but it, it just like you said, it's Boston. <laughs> yeah, and we don't like Boston. Um, no. <laughs> and I'm also still looking at the updated scores right now. The Canucks, their game is about to end with six seconds, and they are beating the Bruins nine to three. That that is a that is a looks big like one. there's gonna be no riot in Vancouver tonight. Uh, for now, for now, <laughs> for now, for, yeah, for now. Wait until the playoffs come. And then yeah. we'll see those riots, but it's it, it that just amazes me too. Like the like how they're in the playoffs and they have like what like seventy two points, mm-hmm. or like seven they have seventy or seventy two. I think they have. I think when I just saw they had like seventy or seventy two, seven yeah, around so that, around add there. Two points to that tonight. It's it's unreal because the teams that are bubble teams in the metro are like number one they're in like, the Pacific, basically, basically, yeah, and it's it's crazy. And going for this trade deadline, like for the Flyers' standpoint, mm-hmm. right now, like, do we expect the Flyer? Like, the for me, I do think the Flyers are going to make a move, and I think it's going to be around like that bottom six position, like a center, a winger. I, I feel like so. I feel like they might go after a guy, honestly, like a John Gabriel Pajot, or I, I don't see them going for Jeff Carter. That's just my opinion. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't either. I wouldn't mind it, but I just don't see it happening. I I just don't. I, yeah, I, I think it's too. I think there's too many things that have to go into that for one it to work. Two, is it even a good fit with Philly? If three, does he even want to play here? Probably not. Do the Kings even want to get rid of him? It's like I I don't know. I just think there's so many things that have to be right for the Flyers to make the move, and I just don't see it really. I see maybe some happening, but not all of them to happen. Yeah, it's. A- and then, like, you also got to base the fact on, like, if you're trading for a guy that has, like, this much cap on his on his salary, it's mm-hmm. who do you trade off the roster to relieve some some salary to fit this guy into the roster? Well, that's, that's the biggest thing the with question. whatever trade they do. Yeah. But it's like, uh, do you get rid of Vorobiev? Honestly, I, I would. 
Yeah. I, no brainer, honestly, to get rid of Vorobiev. It's honestly a no brainer to me. Because... I just don't think it's going to be a big in a big uh, forward player we get back if we get rid of Vorobiev. It's nothing going to be special. I honestly think the trade that I said the other night is perfect. Vorobiev and a third to the Red Wings for Tyler Bertuzzi. It's yeah. affordable. It's a good trade. It's a better player you get back, and it's got and it's a guy that that honestly no one really expects where we have to resign here, do we? No, he's no an RFA way. after the season, and if not, at this point, Vorobiev is not going to make the Flyers. He's mm-hmm. at least AHL with this team. Not saying he's not able to play in the NHL. I'm just saying that he's the Flyers are a little too deep for him to be, you know. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I either see him. Either A going to the KHL or B he gets traded. And I if he gets traded, I, if he plays with Detroit, he'll be on that team. Definitely. I've also been seeing some stuff like surface around Twitter, like talking about possibly like the Flyers going after Kasperi Kapanen from Toronto. Yeah, that I wouldn't could... mind that, but what does Toronto do? They don't want to give Kapanen up. You never know. It's like, I know that. Like the way they're playing this year, like you wouldn't expect them to give up a guy like Kapanen because he's a young guy. He still has the potential to be something like something good. But like I've been like seeing like the Flyers might have ties to getting guys like Pajot, a guy like Kapanen or something like that. Mm-hmm. I know like I know not a lot of people like believe in like the, the hockey buzz like Eklund and stuff like that. But he does have ties to people in the NHL and he's been like very like on He's been very like on point, like with talking about like the Flyers possibly going after a guy like Kasper Kapanen. Like he was talking about, like like not rumor wise, but like like background, like why Kapanen would fit in Philadelphia because his father, Sammy Kapanen, he was playing for the Flyers at the time when when Kasperi was still a kid. He grew up in Philadelphia when his father was playing for the Flyers, so like maybe there could be a fit right there. And Kasperi was also drafted by Pittsburgh when the draft was in Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. there could be some ties to maybe the Flyers going after Kapanen. Who knows? But it's 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 going to be an interesting trade deadline. But in my opinion, dude, I'm st- I'm on the point where I'm at like in the between point. Like I'm not sure if the Flyers necessarily have to make a move, but I feel like they also can't do nothing at the same time. I'm like, the exact same way. I, I like I don't want them to not make a move, but like I don't think I like I don't think it's insanely necessary but I don't want them to just not do anything if you're able to make a move yeah sure do it and if you're able to get something good out of it then go ahead but if if you're just gonna like I I don't want them to waste the deadline if if it's a rental guy I said that before I want it to be a guy that you can bring on the team for a couple years Yes. And you can contend because honestly, man, at this point, I'm tired of the talk of the Flyers like, well, you know, let's get in. No, from this year on, if 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 this team makes the playoffs this year, from this year on, it's your goal is to win the Stanley Cup. Yes. They retooled for so long and the fans need it, obviously. And I, I know damn sure I need it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Like this team needs to contend for a Stanley Cup in these next couple of years. And honestly, yes, I'm going to say this right now. I honestly think that if this was a season for the Flyers to win the Stanley Cup, it would be this year. You may call me crazy, but I am dead serious in my mind. This is the season. If there's if there was any season I could think of of this team actually going a decent amount into the playoffs. And having at least a chance, 
it would be this season. Yeah, I could see that 100%. And all you have to do when you get into the playoffs, you just got to get in. Yeah. Some, you just got to get in and get out at the right time. And That's you do. basically all that can happen. And this team is getting hot at the right time. As yes, of right no. now, they are getting hot at the right time. Yeah. Team, some teams are starting to fall off, yes. But I just don't – out of all these teams in the Eastern Conference, I don't see any of them – being completely unbeatable in a six or seven game series. Yeah. I, I just only, don't. The only teams that truly scare me in the Eastern Conference is a team like Pittsburgh, is a team like, Tampa. I would say, maybe Tampa, maybe Boston. But teams like Washington, we've seen they're very beatable. Teams like the Toronto, Islanders. the Islanders, they, they have proven to be very beatable because they don't have that star talent. Teams like Toronto, they're definitely very beatable. Teams like Florida, they're definitely very beatable. Carolina, they are very beatable as well. Maybe you can even throw in Pittsburgh there just because who knows what goaltender they're going to they're gonna rely on going into the playoffs. Is it going to be Matt Murray? Is it going to be Tristan Jari from the way they've been using them this season? Who knows? But it's just all you have to do in the NHL is just get into the playoffs and go from there. Get in, yeah. get out at the right time, and you can win a Stanley Cup. The St. Louis Blues did that. <laughs> Wildcard teams, all the wildcard teams from last year did that. They knocked off all the division people. It's all you have to do is get into the playoffs, and that's what the Flyers are doing right now. They're getting hot at the right time, and maybe they're putting themselves into a position where they can they can be a buyer at the deadline. And they are. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, like why not shout us out? Try to respond to us on Instagram. DM us email us or something like that. Like, Try to give us your opinion. What do you think the Flyers can do at the trade deadline to either improve, or do you honestly think the Flyers don't have to do anything at the deadline for improvement? Do you think Chuck Fletcher should just stay the course right now and keep the team the way as it is with the way they're rolling right now? Like, Do you think that's the perfect way to go going into the, the further stretch for the playoffs? And us here at the Flyers Podcast will definitely be here recording a show on Monday after the trade line, like after everything wraps up to cover everything that's happened on mm-hmm. Monday before the game against the San Jose Sharks to see if the Flyers made any moves and also cover many other moves that have happened around the NHL. So it's going to be a very interesting next few days. The Flyers will have a day off tomorrow to enjoy the nice time, the nice few hours with the fans at the Flyers Wives Carnival. It'll be a nice afternoon. And then the trade deadline happens on Monday. And then you take on the San Jose Sharks on Tuesday. So, Let's hope the flyer let's hope the Flyers can get some points against the San Jose Sharks. Let's hope they also enjoy this next few days off. And let's see if the Flyers make some moves at the trade deadline to probably improve the roster. So let's see what Chuck Fletcher does possibly tomorrow or possibly on Monday. We'll see from there. But for us here at the Florida Podcast, we will be back on Monday to recap the trade deadline. But for right now, I'm Amadeo Gracia. He is Chris Mayer. And we will be back Monday night to recap the trade deadline and preview more of the San Jose Sharks. So, see you in the next episode.